Morning Geeks! Time to grab your coffee, time to get your chair, time to sit down and watch some Morning Geeks on this very special episode of Morning Geeks. We've got a very special episode because we're on Thursday. It's Thursday. It's Thursday. It's what? It is a very special episode and what we're calling the Rogue One special episode of Morning Geeks. Uh, hey everybody, Jeffrey Powers here from Geekazine.com, Think Magazine, Put in a Geek, Got Me. It's been, it's been three, three weeks, four weeks, we have uh, haven't had a show in four weeks, and, and the reason why was because I was out of town, I was out of state, heck, I was out of the country. I was still on the planet though, you know, we still haven't gotten to that point, no intergalactic travel, but I was in London, jolly old London, and we're going to talk about that, you're going to actually see a nice little video that I did in the middle here. Because uh, no new to this week, this week, because this is a very special episode. Like I said, we're going to be talking about Rogue One uh, and get you prepared because tonight's the night we'll watch Star Wars. Yes, we will. It will be fun and you will enjoy it and I will enjoy it. And some people will go, hey, and other people will go, hmm, and other people will go, you know, it's usually how it works. So you have the people that love it and the people that hate it. And there's some people in between, but there's always that love hate, and there's always going to be problems. It, and that's any movie. That's any movie. You're oh oh, they shouldn't have done that. They should have done that. You know this and that. And there are you know, there's no spoilers by the way on this show. So I don't and I don't even know any of the spoilers. I've heard there was a couple couple things. Uh, the 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 only thing that I really know that's not really a spoiler is the fact that <laughs> during the preview apparently. A garbage truck got in the preview or something like that. Maybe that's maybe that wasn't that movie. But anyway, the whole point is that I don't know what we're going to expect tonight. Besides the fact of what we know. And this is going to be in the prequel. This is going to be right before that time where they basically say, Hey, we have these rebels that are uh, that found the got these plans for the Death Star. Um, I don't know if this is a one movie or going to be two or three. I haven't really explored that. That's that. And that was all by plan. Don't want to know. But we want to get you prepared for that. Because, you know, tonight, you might be going tonight. We're going to the 10 p.m. Uh, viewing of the show in IMAX. So, got my tickets. Well, I was in London. And it's like, they said, well, we're going to release the tickets on, on the first day we were in London. And it's like... Oh, great. So I had to be completely prepared because it was a, it's a six-hour difference from here, uh, London to here. So I needed to be prepared to get those tickets and got those tickets. It, and we're all set. So anyway, like I said, London went to Stonehenge. Awesome. Uh, if you've never been, you know, you, you see these pictures of, of Stonehenge and you're just like, wow, this is great. But then you go there and it's just like this. It's a spiritual journey. Uh, it costs you, but it's a spiritual journey nonetheless. So Lots of fun, lots of photos that we took, and I'm still working on processing those because I'm looking for the one that is going to make a good canvas print and then put that up in the house here. So anyway, other than that, uh, it's Stardate 306.045.59. Happy Bill of Rights Day, Happy Kingdom Day in the Netherlands, and happy birthday to Don Johnson, Tim Conway, Gustav Eiffel, the man that made the Eiffel Tower. Wee, wee, wee. Michael Shanks and Nero. No, 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 not not from the Matrix. Nero, not you know, Nero, you know, the philosopher, politician from many years ago. So, 
Anyway, uh, so happy birthday to you guys. Hope you're celebrating, well, except for Nero and uh, Gustav Eiffel. They're, they're, well, maybe they're celebrating up in wherever they are. Uh, if you want to call it heaven, call it heaven. If you want to call it something else, call it something else. But hopefully they're celebrating as well. So um, <clears throat> this week, uh, got the brand new Nighthawk X10. And so, you know, the funny thing is I put that X10, and this is, this is a serious gaming router for and wireless uh, device. So I put that in, and I noticed that my bandwidth actually got a little bit better. Upload and download was a little bit more powerful. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about this because I got a little bit more to play with for my streaming, for, uh, for my downloads. So, um, and, and I don't know why that does that, but it does. So got that all set up there, and it, it's over there. I can't really show it. Uh, but what I can show you is this little thing right here. It's called the Newer Tech uh power adapter it's a 60 it's a 60 basically a 60 watt power adapter from newer tech <clears throat> excuse me and the best part about that is it runs USB-C and it runs USB-A which means that uh, when I'm on the road I don't have to take my rig if I have a computer that actually has USB-C what's also known as Thunderbolt 3 uh, I can use the I can use this device to power my laptop and certain laptops it's not all laptops but i can use that to power that and uh and go from there and then of course i can still uh use the usb a to power like maybe uh i don't know my maybe my whoops i'm not set there maybe my uh my iphone or, or something like that so i'm okay there we go we're all set uh so i got that and of course came with the usb c cable now you gotta you gotta understand that this is going to be the future for the next couple of years uh, the standard Thunderbolt 3 USB-C, which is kind of the same thing, but you know, and the cool thing about this is, is the the data transfer, and the ability to use it as power, and it's an all-in-one thing. If you've got a new MacBook, you're really hating it because it's the only plug on the MacBook, and I have a feeling by the next iteration of the MacBook Pro, there'll be at least two of them. But the idea is you can pass 40 gigabytes both ways at the same time. Uh, you can power two 4K monitors, and of course, uh, you can hook up all your USB devices. I think you can daisy, you can daisy chain like six USB-C devices, but of course, uh, when you get to the regular USB-A, it becomes hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of uh, devices that you can hook up there. But anyway, uh, pretty cool stuff from Newer Tech. Thank you very much for the, doing that. Uh, that's uh, over at newertech.com. And, you know, like I said, it can power certain laptops. Like if you have, was it the, any Dell 30-watt AC adapter that uses USB-C, um, Lenovo ThinkPads, you got the HP that uses 45-watt adapters, and then Google Universal Type-C. So, uh, you know, I got a couple phones here and a couple laptops here that also run USB-C, so it's really nice that I can put this into my bag and not have to worry about if i brought my charger because i have the charger right there so anyway let's move on from there we've got a very powerful show we've got a very great show and of course we're going to talk about star wars rogue one and i'm going to talk about my trip to hogwarts uh, in a nice little video in between here so really happy about that uh first of all if you haven't checked it out go over to geekazine.com where we geek out on everything. Uh, this was the pros and cons of the HP Elite X2. I also uh, you know, reviewed the Google Pixel, 
And I've got a couple of stuff, things from London, uh, including the Harry Potter thing you're going to see later today uh, to, in this uh, episode uh, and, uh, and go from there. So let's move on. Uh, of course, you can be a part of the Scony Geek Nation. What is that? The Scony, the Scony, the Scott, the Scony Geek, oh, the Scony Geek, the Scony Geek Nation. If you're a Wisconsin, if you're from Wisconsin, if you love Wisconsin, you're a Scony. And, and if you're watching this show, hey, you're a Scony. So cheers to you. Be a Scony. Getting to drink some coffee. Ah, okay. So you're a Scony. You want to be a part of the Scony Geek Nation. All you have to do is go over to patreon.com forward slash geekazine. Thank you to all of those people because it supports, it supports so much. The big thing is my trips. I'm going out to the Consumer Electronics Show next month. And what's really exciting is I've got a sponsor. They want to remain anonymous because uh, th the reason why, and, and I've done this before, I have, these, uh, I have these sponsors that remain anonymous because what they want to do is they want me to go and look at specific things, look at specific companies. And they, uh, because what they'll do is they will uh, then uh, determine whether if they want to invest in here. And CES is a great place. It's meant for people to show off their products, to get investors, to get companies, to get the partnerships and all that other stuff. And I'm happy to go out there and be a uh, sponsored silently by this, this, this one company um, because down the road we'll, we'll be doing this on, on several uh, events here. The whole idea is that we'll, we'll get to see some technology and, and you'll get to see some cool interviews and go from there. But anyway, if you're out in, uh, in Vegas uh, for CES, then uh, look me up over at Geekazine. But be a part of my help for my travels because, you know, even though I get sponsored, I need additional stuff, you know, because taxis cost money or Ubers cost money. I usually use Uber over taxis. But any type of transportation still costs money and it, it, it drains a lot. This, this last trip to London, of course, most of it was part, uh, I was there for a sponsor, but we also spent a few extra days and it, it does drain some cash. So, but anyway, be a part of the uh, Patreon movement. I appreciate it much and go from there. I'll move on from here. Uh, talked about the new router, talked about the power supply, talked about London. I think it's time we get into the show. What do you think? You think we should get into the show? Let's get into the show. Let's find out what happened in this. And, and we're going to hit, we got a, a couple different articles. So it's not going to be all about uh, Rogue One. Although, you know, hey, why not? It could be about Rogue One. Let's, let's, let's make it about that. Let's go from there. Let's do the music here. And I'm gonna, just going to do a really quick test to make sure. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. So anyway, so let's get into the show here. And we're going to start over here. We're going to kind of... There we go. All right. This is not Alan Turdick's first role as a robot. He actually played Simon in the movie I, Robot, the one with uh, Will Smith. But this may be the role that defines him as a sci-fi actor. Uh, he upset in this role as K2SO. That's the official robot's name. You've probably been seeing it in the uh, commercials. Uh, there's like a car commercial where uh, he's there. Uh, more of a cynical robot from what I understand, but I'm not exactly 100% sure because like I said, I'm not looking at spoilers. Um, he doesn't want it to be a repeat of C-3PO, nar does he want it to be a Jar Jar Binks character because you know we all love Jar Jar. Anyway, Alan Turdick uh, took his role on Rogue One very, very seriously. 
He wanted to be more of a, the robot than uh, the other way around, basically. Turdick actually donned stilts to match the seven foot one inch size of this droid. And, uh, and of course, it shows he's, he's just. If you've seen Alan Turdick in TV and movies before, you know that he's a, a very serious actor in what he does. And it's always awesome to see him get into a role. And I can't wait to see how he dons this. Maybe he will uh, take, was it the K2SO? K2SO. Uh, and hopefully he'll take that into a very memorable character because, you know, uh, that will give him some, you know, uh, a lot of future work on the Star Wars series. Possibly. Um, well, we'll see what happens. Like I said, I don't know what's going to happen with him. So anyway, let's move on from there. Uh, Reuters. Hedge uh, has the premiere of Rogue One, and uh, they got a whole bunch of great photos. It happened on December 10th. Uh, they had a full-size X-Wing out there. Uh, they had Stormtroopers. They had all these movie characters, including some of the new characters that you might be seeing in Rogue One. Um, and, of course, the cast of Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Uh, you got all the photos. You can check them out over at uh, Reuters.com and some pretty impressive photos uh, that's that's the one problem about living in Madison, Wisconsin, is I don't get to see those awesome, awesome, awesome photos. But, uh, you know, I, I can kind of... Uh, hopefully there'll be something at the movie theater. Um, and, of course, most of you, when if you go to this opening weekend, you'll probably see... What is it called? The 503rd in the Imperial Fleet? These are cosplay uh, groups that don... Uh, Star Wars, not like this fake Target bought Chewbacca outfit, but more of, you know, they spend the time to really put it together. My friend and uh, co-host of the show uh, Wearable Today, Luke Wallace, actually lives down in Dallas. He dresses up as Luke Skywalker. He's also putting together a C-3PO outfit, which is really cool. And uh, and he goes out to these uh, to these events. Uh, he's got. He's going to be watching the movie tonight, from what I understand, and he will be uh, probably donning the Luke Skywalker outfit uh, sometime uh, sometime this weekend. Going out, uh, they do a lot of charity events. They don't. They can't get paid for it because you know that becomes a problem with the uh, licensing. But they go out and they do a lot of cool stuff. So if you see the 503rd or the Imperial Fleet, I think that's what they're called. Uh, you know, uh, say hi, maybe uh, throw a couple bucks their way donation-wise and go from there. So let's move on. Let's get into your comic book of the week. There we go. Comic book of the week. And, of course, uh, this week is uh, Geek.com has suggested The Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows number 2. This comic is with Mary Jane Watson Parker. She gets her first try as superhero and uh, Spider-Girl or Spider-Woman. And basically, as she has to stop the Mole Men from attacking. Uh, this is out right now in digital or in print. So uh, you can get this uh, right now uh, wherever you get your comics. Uh, but check it out. If you're getting into comics, this is a good way, one to start. You might want to get Renew Your Vows number one, I suppose, and check that out first, but then uh, number two. And that's the comic of the week. 
Well, Amazon has gone and done it. The first drone delivery has actually happened. Uh, December 7th, it was a 13-minute delivery in Cambridge, Cambridgeshire, England. Uh, and basically was a fire TV. Go figure. So uh, Amazon's drone is completely autonomous, which means that, you know, when it takes off from the facility, there is no communication with the drone until it gets to the destination or not uh, until it uh, drops off and then it comes back. That's when they talk to it again. So, uh, you know, they, they plan the routes and, and everything like that. It runs under 400 feet and uh, I'm guessing there's going to be some sort of beacon signal. If something happens to it, uh, that will happen right now. There's only two customers that get drone packages and they're going to ramp that up uh, little by little to try and figure out how that works. And of course, that's going to be in England. So us in America, we're, we're just going to have to wait. We're not the early adopters in this one. So, but uh, it's closer. It's closer than you think. And that's that drone delivery. So, all right, let's move on. Let's time to get into the video game of the week. And it is about time. You remember back when, uh, back when, uh, they did this little thing called the uh, the Apple iPhone 7 announcement and stuff like that. Well, they talked about Super Mario Run, and it was going to be available on iOS. It's available today. It's available today. And uh, they announced that the keynote uh, brings Mario into the Apple world. There are the the video game will have six worlds with 24 courses. Uh, of course, you've got to rescue. Princess Peach from Bowser. A bow, bow, bow. Anyway, uh, Bowser, Bowser, you know, it's just like Mario Brothers. It'll look exactly like that. Um, and I believe, yeah, uh, so I don't know what time it's going to be available. Uh, it might already be available right now. I haven't really checked the App Store. I will do that afterwards. But uh, you can now get Super Mario Brothers or Super Mario Run just Mario. Luigi, he doesn't like the iOS. He likes the end. I like the Android. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, you can get that Super Mario run now. So let's see. Let's move on from there. Where are we going? Yeah. All right. And finally, uh, check this out. Kevin Lee Co. Kevin Lee Co. That's his full name. Pleaded guilty in court. Uh, to stealing 4.8 million from his employer. 4.8 million from his employer, Colt, California. But what is more revealing is that the $1 million went to upgrade, 1 million of the 4.8 went to upgrade his war, Game of War profile. I, now, I've, I've never played Game of War, but it's, a, it's, you know, I play Clash of Clans, which is pretty much the same thing. And they, they, they make millions of dollars, millions of dollars uh, daily. I think, uh, I believe, uh, just tons of money from all these upgrades. But basically, it happened over the course of seven years. Uh, this shows us basically two sides on a very scary coin. Uh, one side is a man who cannot control his urges and has to has to get this type of stuff, has to be on the top, has to upgrade and 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 be there. And of course, the other uh, the other scary thing is that free game. It's a free game. Game Awards sucks you in as a free game, but then, you know, all, oh, you got to buy this, you got to buy this, you got to buy this, ultimately can put somebody into bankruptcy or even worse. 
Now, I've thrown money at Clash of Clans, and I'm happy that I throw money at Clash of Clans every now and then, you know, because, you know, th uh, for them to upgrade, for them to make the game more exciting, they need the money. So, you know, you can't play free all the time. And, and believe me, I, I, I want to throw more money at it, but, you know, I've got to be really conscious of what I put in there. So it's like, you know, $20 every now and then. And, of course, they've just updated, so... Uh, they give you uh, bundle packs, which makes the makes it a little bit sweeter. But you know, I'm not I'm not throwing thousands of dollars at it. And I know there's a lot of people out there that do have and they have maxed clans. And really, the only way to get a maxed clan at this point is you would have had to throw in some money, or you would have had to use some sort of cheat uh, system to get those walls, uh, your whole whole camp with all the walls and all everything up to maximum level. Um, or played the game just 24-7. Uh, because that's the only way you can get that type of stuff on these things. But anyway, this man, he, he's, he's going to court. He's going to go to jail. It's, he's going to have to pay some of that back. Um, his, his, his life is pretty much done for him. Uh, so don't steal. Don't steal for Game of War or Clash of Clans or anything like that. Just, you know, play the game. It's a game. It's a game. That's all, that's all I'm saying on that. It's a game. Jeffrey Power. There. And have a lot of fun, so let's do that right now. I love it when it freezes. Let's do that again. Jeffrey Powers from Geek Cuisine. We're here at the Harry Potter exhibit in London. And we're going to go in. We're going to check out some of the cool stuff there. And have a lot of fun, so let's do that right now. Uh, Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, start making your way in. Yes, everybody, this is the Great Hall of Hogwarts. It was one of the first sets ever constructed on the film series, and as you can probably tell walking in, it is one of the largest. It actually stood for over 10 years in the soundstage just over to my right, till we brought it over piece by piece for the tour. And as you can see, the lights are low, the tables are set, and the fires are lit. And this is what we call, in the film industry, a hot set. So if you haven't done so already, get your cameras out, start snapping away. There is no need for flash, because we, this is a film set, and we know how to light a set. Now, we couldn't really be in the Great Hall without talking about the houses of Hogwarts. So I need some of your um, enthusiasm here. Do we have any Hufflepuffs in today? Woo! Do we have any Ravenclaws in? Woo! Welcome, Ravenclaws. Do we have any Slytherins in? Woo! Slytherins, so excited. Now, finally, the house of our heroes. Do we have any Gryffindors in? Woo! Welcome, Gryffindors. So, of course, the most iconic Gryffindor member, the one you came to see. It's Neville Longbottom just here. This is his lovely knitwear that he wore in the Deathly Hallows Part 2 when he decided to take on the Dark Lord, being very fashionable. But just like Harry, Ron, and Hermione, you have walked through the Great Hall doors down the center aisle to be greeted at the teacher's table by some of Britain's finest acting talent, such as Maggie Smith, who played Professor McGonagall, and the late Alan Rickman, who played Severus Snape.
So that was the Harry Potter exhibit in London. Check it all out uh, over at geekazine.com. Geek out, folks. See you next time. All right, and that was uh, that was the Harry Potter experience in London, uh, Warner Brothers Studio, and all those a lot of the props part of the movie, of course, going to Hogwarts. That that whole room was just, it was just amazing on how much uh, how how detailed that that was, and you're just standing over there. It, it takes up, gosh, it probably takes up if I took this whole lower level and knocked down all the walls, it. it Probably just a little bit bigger than that. And, of course, uh, at least two stories. So we went down on a ramp. Maybe it was three stories. Um, we went down on a ramp as we walked around Hogwarts. Um, and then, uh, of course, they showed us some of the cool stuff, like how they made the flames and the smoke, like that that uh, cauldron that you saw with the flames. That wasn't, of course, that wasn't real fire. So they showed how that worked. And just amazing stuff right there. I'm really excited about that. Uh, it, it was a great time, and if you're in London, it is. Uh, it's about I think it was like uh, 60 pounds. Uh, so well worth it. Well worth it. So I um, really enjoyed it. But anyway, let's move on because we're going to be talking about the one thing that we wanted to talk about today: Rogue One Special Edition. And I don't even have that set up. I was watching. I was watching uh, that. I, I was kind of tearing up. Of course, I'm always tearing up because, heck, that's what I do nowadays with this eye and the Bell's palsy. So anyway, let's talk about Rogue One, the very special edition. Of course, it comes out tonight. And you know, I saw my first Star Wars movie in a drive-in theater in 1970. I think it was 77, maybe 78. I don't know. Like a lot of people my age. Uh, the, basically the line, many Bothams died to bring us this information, was a small footnote in a, what, a much larger story. And I don't even think it was a story that George Lucas thought he was going to tell at, to this point. So who would have guessed that that line was a Chekhov's gun for a future movie? Ever since Disney acquired the rights to Star Wars from George Lucas, there have been they've been teased, basically teased with other stories in the Star Wars era. Uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, is the first in a long line of possible storylines, and I think it's a great start because it sticks close to the familiar, yet gives us a host of new characters that we can get behind, uh, such as uh, Jin Erso. Uh, to Saw Guerrera, I think that's how you pronounce it, Galen Erso, and even the K25, uh, K2SO, which I talked about earlier, Alan Turdick's uh, character. Uh, now, the first taste of Rogue One, uh, my first taste of Rogue One, will be at an IMAX uh, tonight at about 10 p.m. I understand the basic plot. I've been, uh, I've been staying away from any rumor mills, so I can't wait to see what this story has in store and of course the basic plot getting those plans for the death star uh it's only too bad that i cannot watch it at a drive in theater like i did so many years ago uh then then really again it's gonna be like two degrees tonight and there's a chance of snow so i think a warm imax theater will be what i really want to go to so and yes i'm watching in 3d 
Not really a big fan of 3D. We actually saw Fantastic Beasts on the IMAX in London on in the th- on the 3D uh, stage, and they let us keep the 3D glasses in that case. So I'm going to be taking those with me uh, to see if that is because they're they're actually a lot more comfortable than the United States 3D glasses. I'll tell you that right now. But uh, just like with Episode 7, Rogue One is expected to basically blow away that box office. Uh, I feel sorry for any other movie that actually opens uh, tomorrow. Although it may actually be very easy to get tickets for those shows. I remember there was another show. We actually saw the movie uh, the night before, but then we went to see another some comedy. uh, And it it was super easy to get tickets. There was nobody in the theater. So, you know, if, if you're not... A big Star Wars fan, uh, you have a Will Smith movie that you can go to. So, but we now have to ask this question, and this is a very important question here: What order do you now watch the Star Wars series in? Do you watch four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, and then eight once it comes out, and then Rogue One, or Rogue One then eight, or do you watch one, two, three, Rogue One, four, five, six, seven, or maybe Rogue One, four, five, six? one two three seven or you just completely ignore rogue one and you do the standard four five six one two three seven confusing isn't it but you got to think of these things these are very important geek things to think about and if you really want to bank on something why not bank on the stock walt disney company mattel incorporated electronic arts imax and hasbro are among the companies with stocks that will rise in the next week so they're good bets to uh, do some investments in. Of course, they, they start pretty high, so you you need a few dollars to start in, uh, in that investment, but you can probably make some good money by the end of this week and maybe uh, in the next six months if the movie is just... the uh, everybody loves it and wants to see it seven, eight times, like with episode seven. So keep in mind, Hasbro owns Kenner. Kenner, uh, Kenner, the original toy company that uh, released the action figures that were so under my Christmas tree back in 1977. Uh, that So basically, Kenner was bought out, uh, it rebranded in 2000, and then it was bought by Hasbro. Um, so, you know, that's a good stock to have, um, especially because there's going to be a lot of action figures uh, coming out and a lot of toys and a lot of kids christmas trees will have hopefully a lot of rogue one uh, star wars story uh, action figures and i know i have a feeling that there's going to be one or two action figures underneath my tree so if you're watching family that's what you want to get me simple as that so anyway i'm excited for uh rogue one a star wars story personally like i said no spoilers but personally i feel that it's going to be a sufficient movie it's going it's not going it's it's not going to be a horrible movie. I think I think we'll have a good story, um, and uh, I think we, we're going to have a great time at the theater tonight in the IMAX, and we'll probably watch it a second time out of 3D uh, land just to kind of catch all the nuances we might have missed the first time around. So, uh, really excited about it, and I hope you're excited about it too because I'll tell you something: it is, it's amazing. How back in 19... Because usually something like this, kind of after the fifth episode, kind of tails off. But we got continue, We got this, this series that continues. And, it, you know, if you remember, or if you ever heard George Lucas's plans, his plans was always to do 4, 5, 7, then 1, 2, 3, then... I'm sorry, 4, 5, 6, then 1, 2, 3, and then 7. 
and he never got to it. And then, of course, he sold it to Disney so they could continue that. But I still think that they're working under George Lucas's plan in some way. And, of course, we've got some other uh, other shows that are going to be coming out that are going to be getting away from the Star Wars era. I still think they should do an HBO or Showtime show, like a Game of Thrones type thing, that really gets down and dirty with a, a specific Jedi. Because, you know, it's too... Uh, it's it, it's 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 not, it's we got too clean cut of a Star Wars for the kids, and that's great. But some of the adults want that really graphic type Star Wars, you know, because you know they're not going to say hi, how you doing? Hi, how you doing? They're going to have a lot of swear words, and they're going to have a lot of uh, weird because th- you have you know you have a, you have slavery, you have gun smuggling, you have drug smuggling, you have. And you don't see that a lot of that stuff in the movie. Uh, you see certain things like Princess Leia uh, being owned by Jabba the Hutt for a while, but that was planned. But y- you get the idea. Is it's we got a clean cut version. I want a down and dirty version. Uh, so I'm hoping that that's going to be coming down the road. Uh, one for adults, and it's going to be tough for the kids to not watch it. But I'll tell you something. Uh, that's w- what I'd really like to see. But we'll see what happens as we go. And of course Disney. The the, uh, the Disney Park uh, edition for Star Wars that's coming out, I think, in Anaheim. Uh, and uh, and I th- also think in Florida. So you, you're going to have some a lot of places to actually get your geek on when it comes to Star Wars. So and But let's start with tonight with Rogue One, a Star Wars story. And uh, tell me what you think. Tell me if you liked it or not. Uh, let's, let's have a conversation on this. Uh, tell me if you're going to see it. Uh, over at Geekazine, over at Morning Geeks, those are the Twitter handles, over at Facebook.com forward slash Geekazine, YouTube.com forward slash Geekazine, and of course, Geekazine.com. That does it for this episode, uh, this very special episode of Morning Geeks. Uh, I hope you had a great time. I always have fun doing this stuff. And of course, this is going to be the last episode of 2016, so thank you very much. Had a great first year. Season 1 is now in the wraps bag for this podcast show. We're going to be back in uh, 2017, uh, first episode, I believe, in February, as I go to CES in January, and then I go to the uh, National Association of Music Merchants, otherwise known as NAM, uh, later in January. So January is a pretty full date for me, uh, but we'll be back in February with uh, Morning Geeks, and of course, by that time, we'll get a whole bunch of rumors on some of the cool movies coming out for the summer, including The Amazing Spider-Man, including Guardians of Galaxy 2, I believe, uh, and all the other uh, cool movies that are coming out this next summer. So thanks a lot for watching. Geek out, folks. We will see you next year. Um, Of course, check out Geekazine. I'll still be doing reviews over there and, of course, the CES action. And uh, you guys take care and have a great morning and go see Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, and let me know how it goes. Take care.